this this episode of the podcast actually created a lot more questions than answers for me. I know. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I think that's actually kind of a good thing now that I think about it, because like this will give us the chance to really bring in the book clubby aspect of it yeah. into the final episode, where it's like uh, um, the combined sort of like knowledge of like all the people watching comes together, and yes. hopefully we can navigate through that and kind of find our favorite you know sort of explanations for things. Welcome back to the State of the Arc podcast. My name is Mike. My name's Kason. Spoilers off the table. We finished the game. This is Final yep. Fantasy X, episode 14. <coughs> we will be doing one more episode next week, which will primarily be us revisiting some scenes. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take a look through some Ultimania stuff. If you have any questions, particularly if any patrons have questions they'd like us to ask or things they'd like us to discuss, um, uh, let us know yeah. so that we can try and talk about that next week. Yes. Um, <clears throat> Uh, so next week will be the big wrap-up of everything, but today we finished the game, so we're just going to get through basically the main story stuff today. I know, I, I think last week I had said we'd talk about maybe some of the side content, but I'm going to save that for next time. Yeah, yeah. Because <coughs> I haven't played it yet. Agree. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've been traveling like crazy, and I'm going to be traveling like crazy uh, for the next few days, so just been really busy uh, with my full-time job, so... I'll get to it uh, when I can, but I just can't do it today. Cool. Anyway. <clears throat> well, I have a few little things to add to sprinkle into the last week's episode before we move on okay. into the journey into the belly of the beast. So, I have uh, two things. So, one of them was uh, based on a comment. Somebody commented about the lyrics of the Hymn of the Faith oh, and yes. um, how it technically is obscured a little bit as they're singing the song. Um, the way that the, the words would be written is not the actual technical translation that oh. I was reading last time. Um, the way that they actually sing the hymn, you would have to write it out and then read it vertically, which is how Japanese you know, would be read easily. Uh, anyways, it only says this if you write out what they're singing and then read it vertically in Japanese. Then it says, the, for instance, the name Yu-Yevon. Yeah. It's not actually in the song, the way that I had kind of yeah. inferred. So. Gotcha. There's that part. Then there's two other really, really cool parts. This is sweet, and I can't believe I missed it. I was actually really upset with myself. <clears throat> so, when first off, when we leave the arena after killing Lady Unaleska, mm -hmm. the, it's, the sun is rising again, right? Yes, right. Now, we mentioned the sun's rising, but we failed to mention that that means that there's hope for a new beginning, right? right. So, the, the Unaleska, and I mentioned the thousand year, the long night, of Unaleska that she started when this whole thing began and that her dominance has been the dominance of, of darkness for a thousand years. And as soon as we kill her, poof, the sun rises up mm -hmm. and, you know, hope. Even though it feels hopeless because it's like, that's it. But it's like, no, the hope is there. You can see it. It's like, you know, you can feel it. New day. Okay, the last thing, and this is great. This is when we send, no, this is when Master Mika, Maester Mika sends himself. So this is the craziest thing. Um, when we talk to him, when we, he first shows up, he is standing in front of the symbol of the city of Bavel, which is the, the wing, the open wings. It's the, the Yevon symbol without the wings being down, the wings being open and without anyone underneath, right? Well, 
Maester Micah is standing right in front of them, so it looks like their wings, they're his wings, mm. right? And that would signify him being, you know, the representative of the church, and as we mentioned before, <coughs> that that signifies, uh, along with Seymour's staff, something along the lines of the angel of death. Well, as soon as we tell him we killed Unaleska, he freaks out and the camera turns over to the side and it just pivots just a few degrees, mm. but enough to separate the wings from him. Mm. Like in that moment, he lost his power. He mm. lost the, the ability, he lost his wings, he lost all of, the whole symbol of Yevon was disjointed at that point. Mm. And he becomes separate from the wings, right? And he's freaking out, he's so mad, and the camera does not show him from the front again with the wings behind him until right as he sends himself. And then, mm. so he takes the wings back just to leave, just to fly away like an angel, right? Anyways, oh. just to disappear into the pleroma. And then, um, and then he's gone. But that symbol there, I can't believe I missed it when I first um, saw it. I was looking over some stuff yesterday and I was like, oh my gosh, totally missed that. That's mm. really cool, that's super good. Um, art on the part of whoever directs the camera in this game. Yeah. I know that there was also somebody in the comments who said something about Micah is not sent there because he appears in Final Fantasy X-2 or We're something. not talking about X-2. I've seen a lot of comments <laughs> on X-2 and the problem with sequels, this is the problem with all sequels, almost yep. always forever. They, they retcon stuff. Yes. They have to in yes. order to justify existing. If mm -hmm. the sequel wasn't planned from the beginning, no. they have to retcon stuff and find a way to fit. They have to force themselves to fit into yeah. the world. And it's why I am typically not a fan of sequels if they were not originally part of the plan now, of the story. That being said, yeah. I just want to say this too. Like, I know, people like 10 too. <clears throat> I, I haven't actually played I, it, so I don't want to make a judgment on the game. It's a pretty fun game. Yeah, I've heard like, it's fun. The, the, it's, it's my favorite active time battle combat system oh, in really? the Final Fantasy series. Hmm. It's got a great ATB system. Um, it's dress spheres, which is basically like class changing yeah. for that game, is really fun and like leveling, leveling up the classes and stuff. Like the utility of playing the game is actually really strong. It, and I, I, I actually really struggle to understand why they didn't continue to iterate on 10-2's combat for, for 12, future Final or, Fantasy mm, games. Mm. Like, I really don't get it. Like, it, it seemed like they perfected ATB there, and then that could have carried them into the future. <sighs> but, uh, anyways, uh, it's not like it's a horrible game. I just, the I hope story I, I hope I didn't sound definitely like does what you're saying. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> and you have to, because once you make this shape, once you make the arc, you know, yeah, you got to erase it and make a new arc again mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's that's um that's just difficult when the arc has already happened you know or you right. just keep arcing up and then up and then up yeah all right so let's get into we, we had left off right where they're back on the airship and they're about to fight sin right sin uh, yes shows up. Yep. so it's like it's building that giant sphere of water in the sky and the, the dark kind of gravity energy yeah. It seems to, Sin seems to use a lot of gravity uh, magic. Mm. It's kind of like one of its primary sort of, uh, which would make sense that it's the, the ball of water is sort of right. flowing around it. And then it, it shoots off all those energy yeah, balls and, like, and it like creates, like cuts through like land and water. Yeah, in the coolest yeah. way, honestly. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It just, and then everything it just, just sits still for a minute and then falls, falls back, back in. in. 
Yeah. Know? So, so it's gravity magic that it's using. It is, um, but you know, sin uh, parts the the sea. Parts the Red Sea. Parts the seas. <laughs> <laughs> now. That's crazy because I can't tell when the beam stops. It just shoots holes through the earth, and I can't tell what the effect of that was. So it, I don't. Th- it, there it's might cool. Be he it like does it, but it doesn't like do anything to us. <laughs> like we're yeah, still there. It kind of creates. But it was a cool. Symbol from it was a space, right? You see that yes. wide shot, and you see it. It's like eight uh, lines or something, just kind of going out in the midst of like basically a hurricane. Yeah. Like it looks really, really cool. I'm just I can't quite hit on what the utility of that was or would have been. Well, there in the the calm lands, there was that one like canyon where they're like this was made by sin, but it wasn't. Oh, yeah. It wasn't this big though. It wasn't like a this looks like just miles and miles and miles. I mean, yeah, these are I mean thousands. Yeah, we're in outer space and we're thousands of miles of just like a canyon and yeah. fire, and there's. Eight of them. So I would guess the Calmlands was hinting at something like this, um, but uh, this also could just be saying that Sin like changes the face of the land every time you fight Sin, yeah. like the whole face of the land changes. Another interesting thing with the hurricane right here is that you got that spiral motif, right? That's yep. basically what That's, a hurricane yep. is. It's the spinning spiral. That's true. And then and it's just destruction that leads out from the spiral and. Yeah. That's what you got. Also, I just didn't notice until we just watched it here, but Spin's, uh, Sin's tail is a spiral as well. It's like a drill. Oh, yeah. His tail going mm-hmm. all the way down. A lot of spiral <laughs> motifs going on. Yes. Here. In fact, yeah. I also um, remember, remember how we were talking about the very beginning of the game, how when Sin shoots the spawn and kind of like nails the earth with these like big pillars and they have 666 written on them? Yes, right. <laughs> that six is a spiral. Oh, yeah, it is. Like, so... Mm-hmm. I, th- I don't think it was an accident that it's 666, but also it was probably also intended to be three spirals. Like the things are just decorated with spirals yep. that um, that look like sixes. That's true. Yeah. Spirals are just like everywhere. It's cool. Um, okay. So that's pretty sweet. Yeah. But then, uh, so I was kind of laughing at this. Um, yeah. And I, now that I think about it, we were just looking at Sin. Let me see this again. Yeah. Um, I want to. I, I don't remember if this has been on his body the whole time, but I was what? laughing. I guess it's not. Uh, is it that? Is you it mean that the, the, the weak, weak spot? The weakness? Yeah, yeah. Because Sid so, shots out. There's, uh, there's, he's, got a, he's got a weak spot on his arm. Oh my gosh. All <laughs> the billions of crusaders who've died fighting Sin have no never, one noticed. ever noticed. There's like a target, a glowing blue target. <laughs> Th- this reminds me a lot of. Well, the the boss fight with uh, Ganon in Breath of the Wild, but it's yeah, like, yeah, there's just, just these weeks, these targets, just like right there, just go hit them, you know, and it's not all that difficult. This is why I wanted to go back and like look at Sin and these cutscenes and things. I, and see I if don't I could think, see it at all. I don't think it's there until so it appears they it. only now. Yeah. So I did have a thought though for this. I did have a thought of like, Ject is making there be weak spots, something like that, you know. Yeah. That weren't there previously? Uh, possibly, yeah. It's just. I don't know. Okay, so I'm looking at, I don't know, just different images of Sin, and I'm not seeing that. Like on his shoulder. Oh, right? there it is. Oh, I you do see it? see it right there. Is it glowy? It's not glowing, but I mean, it's definitely there, that little circle. Oh, hmm. Come on. Let me see it larger. Just because there's a circle on his body, why why would that? Why would yeah, they see, have? Right there. Why would they have understood that that was a weak spot? Yeah, it's like a hinge. It's like a screw. Because once you hit it, his arm like falls off, right? 
Yeah. Maybe it was there the whole time. Hmm? I'd have to watch all the freaking cutscenes with Sin in it again, well, just looking for the spot yeah. on its left fin. <laughs> I will say that it, it's entirely possible that he has additional weak spots that he didn't have before, because for sure, Sin is not behaving the way he behaved at Operation Meehan. Mm. Sin, I think, could have absolutely destroyed us and didn't. He didn't do his, his special blast to kill us and he didn't use his shield to make himself impenetrable. Yeah. And so it's like he's purposely making himself weaker for us and that could be why that Checked. spot all of a sudden is glowing. Well, they, and it's they like, are here, also here. singing the hymn. Ah, so the hymn might calm weaken him. Oh, you're right, it calms him. You're right, you're right, that's, um, that's where it's going, yeah. <clears throat> When was, the, when was the last time we saw Sin before this? Dude. Uh, at Xanarkand, right? When he when he steps out of the arena, but yeah. Yeah. I don't I he's still right don't, there. I still don't think you see it. No, you just side. see him like face on and then he turns and leaves though. You might see it there. Before that it might have been Operation Meehan. Hello, it's like right here. Just a little bit further. Oh nope, you do see it. Okay, so he's turning. Yeah. And his left fin should be visible here. It's not long enough to be able now to see. Oh, wait, here we go. Oh! I don't see it. Mm -hmm. I just see that, like, fur. Yeah, it's not there. Okay, anyway. I don't know if anyone knows. Hey, when you sing <laughs> the, the hymn, this. <clears throat> when you sing the hymn, the, 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 the weak spot, weak spot shows. And the Crusaders know. never sing the hymn. It just seems too silly <coughs> to me that this would have been there the whole time and nobody noticed, oh, that yes. might be a weak spot until yeah. now. You know, I do I do like that it, when he's calm, that's when it happens. That's when he's kind of open. I don't know. I don't Something. Know. Something don't happens. Um, anyway, I think... Don't they try to... No, they, they don't fire the gun until... after the first battle, right? Yeah, so yeah. We have to fight first. him a bit. They and shoot the gun. They, they shoot the gun. And then I think it malfunctions. <laughs> yeah, it breaks after that. Yeah. They can't use it again. Because um, I wrote down this dialogue here because it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're going in. Every blitzer knows when you got the ball, you got to score. That's when they jump down. They just jump onto Sin's back, basically. Right. So yeah. they had already fought its first yeah. phase. So we fought him. We shot off his arm. And then it's like, what do we do? It what do we do now? The crashes, gun's not working. Right? Oh, no. Yeah, Sin crashes. And Titus is like, they're like, we got to regroup and make a new plan. But yes. Titus says, yeah, you know, yeah, right, yeah, dude. No. We got the blitz ball. We're going to score. And so right. He jumps up. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, and that's when you jump onto it and, the, and you're like on its back and you're fighting kind of um, near that area with the buildings and stuff from earlier, right? Yes. Like the little structures on its back yep. and stuff. Okay. The ones from when we were um, there uh, under Lake Michelinia. Yes. Um, that's when it goes crashing down near Bavel, just right like near the city. Yeah, kind of yeah. a cool shot from above. You see it just like crashing down there. Yeah, that was super cool. It makes Sin look way less like an animal and a lot more like just a like a rock or like a a mechanical thing. Like the mm. way he falls, it's like a spaceship falling or something. Oh sure. But it's just really hard. It's like there's no fleshiness. He's just like a really the hard armor. thing that's just super. Armor, Sturdy, armor yeah. But but you would think when you see him, there are parts where when he moves it seems softer. But I think he does this thing where he like turns on the armor coating. You mm. see that happen in Operation Meehan. 
and it's like all of a sudden what was more of like a skin type texture becomes like a steel. Mm, yeah. Yeah, it was interesting. Uh, so they've defeated Sin, but now they have to get you, Yevon. Um, and on deck, Titus and Yuna have a conversation where she starts wondering uh, what the faith meant when it was talking about um, the fact that, oh, you should call us to help oh, defeat yes. you, Yevon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so then she figures from that that she needs to summon an Aeon for you, Yevon, to try to join with. Yeah, so I think in the order idea for is... them to be able to fight it. Yeah. Because right? it's, anyways, as we see later, like she summons the Aeons and then it like possesses them. Yeah. And then they attack it. Yeah. I'm guessing you wouldn't be able to attack it unless it joined with. I an suppose. Aeon like I that. suppose so. Yeah. yeah. And he's just a really powerful summoner. They use all of the Aeons. And that's, this is where the Dark Aeon idea yes. concept comes from. Right. When Yu Yevon takes him over, it's like. This is the Dark Aeons, yeah. which apparently you can also get. I, I did not. Is that like a New Game Plus thing? Or <laughs> no, you it's, get Dark it's um, in this game. I'm trying to think. No, they appear after a certain part of the story. So like mm. once you advance a certain place in the story, they're just there. But they're way harder than I the know, final boss. I, I've heard. So yeah. you'd have to grind a lot in order to be, have a chance to fight them. But um, yeah, there's like a certain point in the story. I can't remember where it is. It's... After the first trip through Makalania, oh, yeah. maybe Bavel, maybe after Bavel, it's like they you can go they, back. they appear in certain places. Interesting. Um, or at least, well, maybe it's actually Xanarkand. because I know there's one in Xanarkand at some point when you revisit Xanarkand. Anyway, hmm. something like that. <clears throat> um, uh, anyway, so she figures that she she needs to summon Aeons for yeah. you to try and join with. Then she starts questioning what the, the purple hooded boy meant by the dream coming to an end. And I'm sorry. Yeah, and, yeah. and what those faith on Gagazette are being used for. Like what, mm -hmm. what, what is being summoned with them? She's thinking about all this. And she starts to kind of put it together because she says, you won't go away, will you? I don't know how she starts to figure that out. Like I don't know how she puts that together mm. with the limited knowledge that she has, but she starts to at least assume huh. that that might be what happens. Um, Riku then interrupts over the intercom because uh, Sin is getting back up and it sort of jumps on top of the central tower of Bavel. Yeah. And just like is standing there and it's got these like wings that come out, like these purple, white, clear looking wings. Like the whole city of Bavel <coughs> is yeah. the wings that come out. Um, the main gun is still down, so they gotta take the airship in and jump. Yeah. So we jump on his back and then these, we fight these spawn like on his back. Yeah. I wanted to see, because Lulu is featured in a lot of this stuff, mm. being super nice, almost flirty with Titus, and I was wondering if that's an affinity thing. Ah. When, when he's like, you gotta, when you have the ball, you gotta score. She's like, it's never a dull day with you. Yes. You know, and then she jumps yes. off. Yeah, yeah. And then here, she says, let's go, just you and me. And he like scratches his head like this, you know, the embarrassed thing. Yeah, 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 it is. Holy crap, mm. it is. Okay, so check this out. Got a score, right? Let's go! Yeah. So this hey, is Yuna. Star 
So that was that was mm. it, the affection is highest with Yuna. Nice. Right? Which would make mine. the most that sense. That's why it felt so weird to me. Because it was yeah. like, why is Lulu saying that? Like, Yuna and Titus are together at this point. Yeah. <laughs> yes, like. Uh, and then they should have one more, I think, because that was the part where you when you come back here. Yeah, see, this is the one. Let's go, just you and me, she says. Let's get ready to blitz. Let's go, just you and me. And I was like, huh? What does she mean by that? It's just so weird. I was like, this has got to be an affection thing. Yeah. Let's see what the other people say. Yeah, so so both of those well, scenes... Well, hold on. Is he still scratching his head? Oh, good question. Yeah, yeah he scratches his he head no matter who. No matter, no matter what, yeah. Okay. Like, that seems uh, way more natural to me than what Lulu said. Yeah, Anyways, but the way she said it. You, I don't think you have flirty. to cut any of that now that I think about it. You can just let that play. Okay. Um, anyways, yeah, so I figured that these must be affection scenes uh, because, yeah. yeah, it just it seemed a little out of character for Lulu <laughs> uh, to say some of those things, but it's it's like that's kind of just the way it's developed based on which character you have yeah, affinity with or whatever. But that particular line, let's go, just you and me, seemed really weird. Um, like, we just watched the one with Riku, this made way more sense, and yeah, yeah. Arin and some other people. He says, I'm coming for you, Dad, and then they, they go down, uh, you fight Sin again. This is the one where I think it's facing towards you. Yeah, yeah. And you see its eyes are just, like, moving. Yeah, like, all over the place, all that's crazy. So, that's so creepy. Um, oh, this was interesting. So after that form... As you're kind of flying into Sin, right? There's just like thousands of pyreflies, and they're doing their like, oh, yeah, sort yeah. of like ghostly sounds, right? But then you see like an image of Seymour's face. It's like giant. Yeah, that was like, strange. Comes towards. That was strange. Towards your face. But yeah, we just kind of absorb into Sin. Yeah, I suppose. And like you're kind of inside now, so you're venturing yeah. in on foot. And it's crazy. You see a lot of scenes while you're in here. One of them being that dream scene. That dream scene we saw when Titus was chasing after his dad after Operation Meehan, mm. and then he gets in the water and swims. And then we see that scene of all the people walking around, and then um, the kids saying, "Go back. You know, you don't belong here." And then we see those trees. Right. Mm, that's yep. like in. That's inside of Sin. Yep. Right. Is where that was. That's crazy. Right. Uh, so you fight Seymour here. He says, sin has chosen me. I'll learn to control it from within. I have all the time in the world. Since yeah. you were gracious enough to dispose of Unalaska, the only means of destroying sin is gone uh, forever. Now nothing can stop us. And then Titus is like, well, we can. He's like, by all means, try. <laughs> uh, you should thank me. Your death means your father's life. Man. Mm, yeah. So your father gets to keep living because you're going to die. Um, the, the, I, I took a note here on the, the, the theme, the... The, the musical oh, boss yeah. theme here is really good. It's it's a fun Uematsu boss theme. Yeah, the, 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 he's just going ham on that keyboard in this. Well, one. it's one I swear <clears> the Black Mages had a version of it. Probably do because there's yeah. a lot of keyboard. Yeah, <laughs> Uematsu. Yeah, he was just rocking out. It's a lot of keyboard <laughs> in this one, but it's it's a good boss uh, boss theme. Um, 
uh, anyways, you you kill him, and it's. Uh, I don't know if you took any notes on on his design here. The on I, design. I looked at it. It was cool the way it functions, right? It, 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 yeah, they sort of turn. They rotate, and, and then, then they like match the up. Colors match up, and yeah. that's like the spell he does, right? <clears throat> I thought that was cool. Uh, just the idea of four circles is is. Uh, Interesting. I guess there's a fifth one in the middle that's smaller. I actually looked up um, Hindu and Buddhist symbols to see if there was anything like that, mm. and I didn't Find come up anything. with anything. Um, I do know that the general, it's called a, well, the general idea of a quatrefoil would be four circles, but they tend to be overlapping. These were separate. And so, anyways, I thought it was just a cool mechanic for what they were doing, but it didn't seem like it was necessarily saying anything mm. to... Gotcha. Too big, at least not to me. Maybe somebody else knows what that what that means. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> quote here, but there's no salvation for the damned. Rest in peace and eternal darkness. He says to you. That's like pretty sweet. <laughs> eternal pretty darkness. Sweet. Yeah. Let the darkness take you. Um, now, when you finally kill him here, Yuna finally sends him. <laughs> and yeah. I guess uh, th this kind of takes me back to what we had talked about. I don't know if it was last time or a couple times ago about. Ginnam's ability to resist mm -hmm. yes. Yuna's sending, yep. but it seems like Seymour is not doing that here. And I don't know if that's because he's weakened. I think we just, we just beat him too him. much. Yeah. And maybe that's the reason. But um, anyway, I wish there was more of an explanation for why Ginnam could just be like, nope, you can't send me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like, Auron doesn't do that. He just, like we said, kind of walks away or tries to get Make, create distance between yes, him and, yeah. and her. And Seymour doesn't seem to ever do that. He just gets annoyed <laughs> that she's trying <laughs> to send him, right? Anyway, yeah. but she finally does it. She finally actually <clears throat> does the sending and he's, he's gone to the far plane. Very nice. Yeah, it's the end of Seymour. I don't know how you felt about Seymour as a villain, just in general. But just in I, general? I've seen some sentiments that. and comments that where people don't really like him. It's like after a certain point, he kind of just, uh, I don't know if I can, this isn't my position, so I'm trying to like summarize what I remember people saying, yeah. but like, I can't, I don't want to get it wrong. Anyways, it was something about like, after a certain point, probably after the first time you fight him in, um, which was it, Makalani, a temple? Yeah, yeah, where we accidentally kill him. He kind of stops being an interesting villain. Yes. And it, 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 it kind of pivots from him to being more about you, Yevon, and Sin, anyways. But Yeah, and then he just kind of gets in the way. He's just a he weird He just kind of shows up every boss. once in a while. Yeah. <coughs> so, you ever played Paper Mario? No. Okay. There's that little kid dinosaur thing that, like, thinks he's super strong and. <laughs> he just shows up at random annoying moments just to bug us and he's like he thinks he's strong enough to beat us each time and then we beat him every time and he gets really <laughs> mad. I feel like there's a character in older RPGs where they would always have this one character that would show up to basically just be a nuisance that yeah. wasn't actually relevant to the plot. That was kind of um, Gilgamesh in FF5. Mm. Uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. And it's just every now and then you have a random battle where it's like, okay, something to do, I guess. I know there's it, there's at least a couple bosses kind of like that in Chrono Trigger where it's like... Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel like Seymour kind of was that. But he felt, he seemed like he was going to be a more interesting character. Now, exploring Seymour's story, um, because he thinks he's the hero yeah. of his own, in his own way, you know, and he's going through the battles to try to save the world in his own way. Um, it's interesting if you see it through his perspective, but given 
you know, we're seeing it through Tita's perspective and Seymour doesn't really do much story-wise, uh, he probably shouldn't really be there. I more or less feel the same. He's just kind of a nuisance. He just shows up and it's it doesn't really matter. I, Unless you lose, then he kills you and it's over. But I feel like, <clears throat> I don't know, I guess to kind of like uh, go along with that perspective, like maybe the best time to kind of have sent Seymour would have been at Bavel. So you fight him in Makalania, they take his yeah. body away, they don't let you send him. But then his role in Yevon and the whole um, trial and everything like that, and then you fight him at the end of that. That would have been the yeah. best time to just like send him and then he's That would have been better than the whole Gagazette Other thing. than he just like, oh, I'm on, I'm on Mount Gagazette and I killed all the Euronso off screen. I know, and, and then we kill him, <coughs> but he didn't send him again. And then like, he just goes into sin anyways. Yeah. Somehow he and just appears in That's there. the problem. That's what we would say each it's time we fight Seymour. It's like, why aren't we sending him now? We yeah. know he's dead. So either at Gagazette or at Befell, why didn't we send him? But... We, we didn't for whatever reason, and yeah. now we have to keep fighting him over and over. I know there are at least yeah. a couple of people, and I can't remember what their rationale was. There have been a couple of people were saying that there was out. a reason why they couldn't send him, and I literally don't know why. Huh. Because they were trying to make it out like, um, you know, like regular fiends, just regular monsters. You right? just kill like, them. You just kill them. But we didn't you don't have anymore. to send them, and it was right. something like that. But, I mean, she literally sends him here, so why couldn't she have done it earlier? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, don't it's know. strange. Um, I'm not a fan of Seymour. I did like him early on, and I do like the general idea of his story, especially what we learn more about his story and his relationship with his mother and his yeah. father and all of that backstory. Mm. Seymour is an interesting character, but it's just annoying. It's just like he, he just doesn't have a place in the second half of this game. Right? It's, it, it's, I think it's because he does everything off screen. He kills uh, all the Ronzo off screen and just appears true. to tell and you. And we're that. just like, okay. So we're not seeing what he's doing, he's yeah. just telling us what he did and here and it's, it's just it's about the same thing it's like oh i'm i'm inside of sin and i'm gonna learn how to control this like, how did you going. get here yeah, yeah yeah what happened last time we saw you up to now it's like he's no mm -hmm. longer on the screen anymore and i feel like That's villains getting appropriate screen time is really necessary oh yes this is why but the thing is once we know he's not the main villain like screen time with him isn't useful isn't conducive well i think he still could right. have been he still could have served that role because it's like sin is and you yevon are technically like the final boss of the game right. but sin is jacked and jacked is a hero of the story not a villain right. so and you yevon is like not even human anymore right so so they needed some seymour actually mm. being able having the potential to actually get inside of Sin and control it himself would give us a human villain with that kind of power. Right. And that would be a really good villain. You're but right, actually. You're right everything about that. that he does after Bavel is done off screen. It's all done off screen. And so it's so just told instead of shown. He actually reminds me, in The Lord of the Rings, he's more like Saruman, right? Yeah, sure. So you have Sauron, but he's like kind of abstract and yeah. not... Right. physical person He's not a and human being yeah, yeah. Uh, so then you got Saruman to kind of be the presence of you know the fallen angel the the physical presence of what otherwise should be Sauron but then it's Saruman and yeah, he's kind of annoying he just gets in the way we kill him and then we still have to do, deal with the real problem afterwards yeah. actually we don't kill Sauron no. Saruman yeah I, I like Seymour as mm -hmm. a villain in particular I really like the way he's involved all the way up through Bavel. 
like yeah, I'm saying, yeah. I'm, re- I'm just repeating myself at this point. No, I agree. It's with you. just the fact that he did not have an on-screen presence in the second half. Yeah. That, not even really second half, more like third act. That yeah. um, made it seem like oh, he he just didn't seem all that menacing anymore, or like yeah, I don't know. And just there was that lingering question: Why is he still here? Why didn't we send him? Why didn't we kill him? Compare this to the way Xenogears does on-screen presence with villains. It's like all oh the time. Oh my gosh, yes, like, all the time. You get so many scenes with the villains in that yes. game, and you yeah, always yeah. know what they're up to, and you yeah. know what they're doing. You're seeing what they're doing. Yeah, dude. That it's what makes so, them so much so more sick. compelling. <laughs> yeah. I, they kind of, I felt like they needed to do that a bit more with Seymour yeah, in this so. third act. But, um, uh, So I took a note here to ask you what you make of this next area. It's, it's okay. like really blocky and there's all these oh, like pillars yeah, yeah, yeah. that kind of come up. Yeah. And then like make it sort of maze-like. Yep. Um, and then there's, there's almost the tower, like this tower right? of like tubes. It's a tower has, going up. If you look at the top of the tower, it has the spiral. It has like a drill. Yeah. Spiral. And it has like yeah. the green and purple symbols on it going up. Ooh, the green and purple. I could not make any sense of I couldn't make any whether sense this of the green design was just, um, you know, just sort of eerie or if there was like any meaning in it. I couldn't um, other than the, the spiral at the top mm-hmm. I thought was interesting that this is like the pillar this is the pillar of Spira, right? But I actually didn't really make anything of it. Mm. Um, that area was well, very abstract, very interesting. Yeah, it, it's kind of cool. I have to bring up one more thing about Seymour, though. Okay. Titus, this whole story is being told just through his perspective, right? Yeah. And so we would have had to have, there had to have been some way for us to gain insight into what Seymour's doing, but it would have broken the idea that it's all being told through Tita's perspective, that it's his story that he's telling, you know? Right. So maybe that's why they didn't show any more of, of Seymour. Maybe. I mean, yeah, there. Are, I was kind of saying this way earlier on the podcast, right? There's like certain changes in characters like Lulu that I would have liked to have seen a scene Yeah. to kind of see that transition, you know, be a little more... But yeah. you know that you can make that argument. This is from Titus's perspective, yeah. and it's like, well, but the point that I made for there the was player, it's still there are scenes between characters that Titus would like, uh, sort of, um, he would see or like um, uh, eavesdrop on. Oh, so true. you can use his perspective to still get some of those scenes. Yeah. Probably wouldn't have worked for Seymour. Maybe right? not. It would have been just hearsay or something from townspeople talking about yeah. what Seymour did or something. But I don't know. I, I, I guess like the, the counter to this is like, well, if your POV hurts like the audience's understanding of or, or like you connection to, to what the villain's doing, then yeah, just yeah. leave that POV for a second. <laughs> yeah. I, I think <laughs> you know? that's fine, yeah. But anyway, um, let's see here. We return to an area we saw much earlier in the game. Um, it was after the battle with Sin on the Meehan High Road. It seems like a really weird. It's very strange. Uh, the biggest mini game. thing is the the camera. Uh, it's just, just being... slowly rotating around, <laughs> and these icicles are popping yeah. up, and you're like correct collecting crystals that give you items and things. What I wouldn't like about that, what I don't like about it is the general idea that what makes it hard is the camera being yeah. not controllable. Right. 
Right. Uh, if you control the camera, this is just another thing game. It's too easy. <laughs> uh, but the camera is, you know, doing this weird spinny move, and so you just kind of have to wait until you can see stuff to do. But right. yeah, that was a very strange area in the game. What did you make of? I mean, the last time we saw this area, yeah, was, it was way back after yep. the Meehan battle with yep. Sin, where the well, Bahamut told <clears throat> us to leave. Yes. So, depending on who of your two Crusader buddies lived or died, whether it was Luzu or Gata died, you would see their spirit kind of walking into this place. Yeah, yeah. So this is the place of the dead where the people who spirit who Sin killed are like absorbed into into Sin basically in this pyrefly kind of thing. Right. And they're like when we were coming into Sin, like I was saying, there was all these pyreflies. It's Tons, almost like yeah. Sin itself is like another mini far plane or something. Sure, sure. Just a collection of tons of pyreflies. Yu Yevin set this dreams Anakin out to sea, then called the pyreflies to himself to craft the first sin. So sin is crafted from pyreflies. It's not necessarily a summon. This was the only sin that never had an aeon at its core. So sin is pyreflies then? I think it. all hmm. it says is called, that Yu Yevin called pyreflies to himself to craft the first sin. Okay. So I think it's crafted from pyreflies, which is hmm. what... I think when we went inside of Sin, you saw just millions of fireflies everywhere. Yeah. Which, yeah, I think that that's, that's why. So, it's not a summon. It's not an Aeon. It's crafted from fireflies. Gotcha. Um, anyways, the far plane is not inside of Sin. <laughs> no, but it but seems like. Any collection of fireflies can become. Like a window into the far plane, or something I don't like know. that. Because uh, Luzu or Gata, Gata, whatever, was definitely his spirit was going into yes, this. Yes, they area. made a point to show. Yeah, and this is inside of Sin. That was my thinking. When when Sin kills people, they like, you know, he like absorbs their essence. He like brings them into himself. You know. Yeah. So, what is the name of this area? That's inside of Sin. I wish I knew the name. I don't know. I can look up and we can find out. What it looks like Makalania Woods. It does. Like it looks it like does. those trees, right? Right. But it's, um, I don't know. There's kind of pieces of the world that are inside of Sin. So the Makalania Woods, there's like a piece of that in him. He's got the city on his head, you know? There's yeah. different, like the Xanarkand, uh, like the arena and stuff is like inside of him as well. I can't seem to find information on it, which is interesting. Mm. Maybe there's not. I would say it's the nucleus because it's where the highest concentration of pyreflies are. Probably, yes. Which is why like it would resemble center, right? the far plane to some degree, but to it's also degree. kind of Makalania-ish. Yeah, but it's a nighttime, you know. It's, it's a nighttime yeah. version of everything. Everywhere we go inside of Sin is basically I guess a night, you know. What I'm version. curious about is why <clears throat> did... Why did it show souls in that scene going in and out? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and why does Luzu or Gata, whoever dies, go in there? So, and I've, I've said this, but I really think this is it. When Sin kills someone, it absorbs their soul. I have a reason for when that. When Sin kills it. When Sin kills someone, he absorbs their essence, right? He takes people in to himself. And I think he makes himself stronger. Mm. At least in part, he is something of the Gnostic Demiurge in that sense, right? But... When he, when we kill him later on and he explodes, you hear screams, thousands of voices shouting out. 
as all the pyreflies kind of like explode outwards. I think those are the souls of all the people that sin carried inside of but him. But what about all the people who died at Meehan, who Yuna sends? Well. Where do they go then? That's a good question. Um, <clears throat> so. Are they going to the far plane, or is Sin catching them too? Is she actually sending? She's just doing performing ascending over bodies, right? But I guess the fireflies come up. Well, even out back, of the bodies, even back right? in um, in Kilika. Uh, Kilika. Yeah, that's true. Those, those were just bodies, and, and, and then as she sends, you see the fireflies ascend from yeah. the bodies, right? I don't know why. So some of the souls would have been absorbed by Sin, and I guess others would have stayed on the beach. But that's a good distinction. That's a good question. I am pretty sure that the souls are stored inside of sin as far as sending them with afterwards. I don't know. I don't know what's up with that. I don't know the answer to this. Somebody come in the comments and explain to me <laughs> why souls were going in and out of this nucleus area. Yes. Why? Yes, yes. Why? And my explanation isn't sufficient because of Yuna sending, sending them on the beach. people on the beach and in Kilika. I would assume to the far plane. Yes. This is not the far plane, so why were there? Why were we seeing souls coming in and out? Because then the well, maybe purple-headed boy comes in and is like, oh, go away, you're not supposed to be here. I don't know, man. Everything we know about the far plane came from Yevon, so it could be a lie when you send things. You don't really send them to anywhere. They're still, like, chilling. I don't know, man. They all go to sin. I don't know the answer to this, but um, there, that's there's a very a good lot, question. There's a lot in this sort of, like, final area that seems really vague or abstract in such a way that yeah. it's hard for me to really understand how it all works in this world. Yeah, yeah. Now, maybe next week when I uh, read some of the Ultimania stuff, some of this will be in there. Yeah, yeah. Or it'll come back to me or something, because I do remember reading it, you know, several years ago. But there's just so much detail in the world of Final Fantasy X that I've, it's easy to forget a lot of things. So, anyway... I wish I could grasp more of what this nucleus, it seems important because yes. they showed it earlier. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. nucleus of sin, like there seems to be more to it than I'm able to kind of put together right now. Um, but there, there you go. There you go. You do a mini game in there, that's all it is. <laughs> yeah, as far as the game is concerned, yeah. as far as the gameplay is concerned, you just pick up crystals on the ground and try not to get it by ice crystals for some reason. Uh, but this is where finally you get to Jekt. Yeah. Who is standing inside of the ruined Blitzball arena in yeah. Zanarkand. So and you thi see the this is, city around This it, is right? the place where we swim to at the very beginning yeah, of the game. Descend down. When we enter Sin, yeah. And yeah. then you see Jekt, it's got the little symbol in the background. and Well, the big symbol in the background. And yeah, it's that exact same place. Yep. So... This is cool because we show up there, Jekt is there in, as like a ghostish thing at the very beginning of the game, and then we show up and um, Titus has a line there where he says uh, that all of a sudden he felt alone, like as if any, any company whatsoever, it didn't matter who it was, anybody would being with him would be welcome, you know, he was so alone. He was feeling what his father felt, essentially. Mm. And he was seeing the view from his father within sin, you know. He had kind of like been absorbed into it and then and then put back out at, um, what's the place? He wakes uh, up in the water. At Picano? Or at, Not um, Picano. At, um, Baj. Baj, the Baj, Baj yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Uh, but it's important to note that this is the same place and that when we had went there previously, we were in the center of sin and we were there with our Father. And then oh, we, that's felt, right. we felt Cause, His loneliness. Cause and sin, then we got a POV from yeah. sin's point of view swimming through the water. And then we mentioned we got lightheaded and passed out. Yes. Uh, but that line about loneliness, that's jacked right there. Yeah. That we, we were able to kind of feel for him just for a little bit right then. Right. It's like super sad. He hadn't talked to anybody in 10 years. You know? Yeah. Yeah, you're talking about this line came from like way back at the beginning when Very he first went yeah. down there. That's right. Yeah, yeah. But this is that same place, you know. Yeah, so he had been absorbed into sin there and then he kind of spit back out in the yeah. spirit. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, <clears throat> Jack tells Oren that he's late. Um, <laughs> Aaron says, I know, and then he, uh, Jack says to Titus, hey, it's really awkward, and Titus just says, hi. <laughs> They're <laughs> like, they don't know what to say, right? They don't. Well, he mentions that uh, Titus is all skin and bones. Yeah. You so got you tall. You got to work out, man. You're tall, but you're yeah. all bones. you eating right, boy. You've really grown. He's, and Titus says, yeah, but you're still bigger. Hmm. He says, well, I am sin, you know. Which Jesus was like, that's not funny. Kind of funny. He says not funny, but I thought it was kind of funny. <laughs> I thought it was funny. <laughs> when you are sin and you can do nothing about your eternal misery, making a joke about it is like yeah, understandable. Right. You know? uh, not for everyone else though. They're all horrified. <laughs> like, yeah. Don't joke about being sin. And he, and then he just doesn't know what to say. He's like, well, then I mean, you know, let's end this. Yeah. Let's and this it. is where Titus finally gets his chance to say, if you remember, really yeah. early in the game. Uh, they have the one scene where Titus and his it's mother. It's a dream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like, you know, you'll, you, you have to, um, you, need, you need to tell him you hate him. You, yeah, you'll you, never get to, if he's dead. You'll never get the chance to you'll tell never him get the you chance. hate him. So this is where he gets his chance. Yeah, not in the Japanese it's not, though. Oh, really? Is it no, different? He says something different. Oh, wow. Yeah. So he says, dad, in English, and he says, yeah. And he says, I hate you. And he's like, I know. I know. You know what you have to do. Right. Like, Let's do this. And he in, says, yeah. In Japanese, he says, Dad, you're really stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that great? <laughs> so, I mean, it's a little different. <laughs> but then, I, so this is what happened. Okay. Culturally, so, would that almost be the same sentiment? That's such a disrespectful thing to say to your It is. Elder, you, right? you do not say that to your father. However, their relationship is such that it wouldn't be that bad, really. Oh. Um, in Japanese, it would be way worse to say that to a stranger than to say that to even your own father. But um, not to say that they say that to their parents. Like yeah. that is not, it is not respectful. But this relationship is like almost like buddies, like old friends mm. that hate each other. Eh, whatever, it's not a big <laughs> deal, and Jack doesn't care. But I immediately went back and found um, a clip, that clip with the mother saying, you'll never get to tell Jack that you hate him. I'm like, it was hate, right? It, yeah. it did say hate, and I watched it, and it is in the Japanese. It says you'll never get to tell him you hate him. Huh. And so I watched this, and I'm like, okay, he didn't tell him that he hates him, but he does after the fight. So oh, after he after okay. he kills his father, he shouts, I hate you. And I that's see. when he does it. So in the it's so interesting that they made this change, that they decided to put I hate you here, even though he still says it again later after yes. he kills Sin, right. or after he, he fights his father. But like in the Japanese, he just said that he was so stupid. That's that's what he said. <laughs> so I, I I don't know. I, I kind of like that better. I almost like it better yeah. in the Japanese if yeah. they'd kept it. That way he doesn't say it twice. It's like he really 
works up the I hate you moment. He, it's and it like comes he wants, right at the end. You like know? he wants to say it, but like he can't quite. So he, he goes yeah. with like the next dad thing. Yeah, you're, you're an such idiot. an idiot or something <laughs> like that. You're an idiot. Such an idiot. Like I know. And then he can finally yeah. say I hate you after that. Afterwards, yeah. yes. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I can't hear the hymn so well anymore. He says, "Pretty soon I'm gonna be sin completely." I'm glad you're here now. One thing though, when it starts, I won't be myself anymore. I won't be able to hold myself back. I'm sorry. So it's like he's losing his ability to sort of control or hold back sin. Yeah, yeah. Because I was asking myself, uh, why does he like fight us here? Like, I mean, what, you know, That's he wants question. us to kill him. He wants it to end. Yeah. Can but we just I kill guess him? what he's saying here is like, He's he's about to lose control. Like I'm not going to be able to hold. I back. wonder why. I don't know why. Because they have to have a boss. Well, yes, that is why. <laughs> that is why. But yeah. Anyway. But was is it ten years to the second? And oh it's, man, it's, it's, it's a time a of the gospel earlier, thing. <laughs> the time of the gospel. I got you. <laughs> it's like wham. Like at this point, like yes. you run out of time. Um, I feel like maybe it's just an instinctual thing. Like he just he's gonna fight back. You, you he doesn't even want to, but it's just gonna happen. Yeah. Uh, so Tita says, that's enough, let's finish this okay, and he says, you're right, well then, let's go, and he sort of like falls back and then comes back up as Tita's a kind of tries to like catch him too, him. but yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, <clears throat> after that boss fight, this is where he rushes and catches him, and he's sort of like Oh, I love side. this too, I love this. This had echoes of when we first met Yuna. And she yeah. falls. Yeah. And we move to catch her, but Kimari's the one that catches her. Yeah. You know? uh, and this time, Jack shows up, and he's about to fall. And we move to catch him, and it is us that, you know, we yeah. are there. You know, we're able to be there right. for him right then. This was actually a really good scene. I actually really liked it. It's really good. The way that this goes. Yeah, it's very touching. Because the first thing Jack says is, you'll cry. You're going to cry. You always <laughs> you cry. You always See, cry. See, you're crying. He's <laughs> <laughs> so bad. Just like, dude, holy fuck. <laughs> And that's when he says, I hate you. Yes, and right? in the Japanese, he says, I hate you. And that's a really appropriate time to do it. Because yes. he's, 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 he's like, degrading him. As like, Stop it. Like, yeah. Why in this moment would you do that? And uh, Jack tells him after he says, I hate you, Dad. He says, save it for later. And Tita says, right, we've got a job to do, don't we? And then Jack says, good, that's right. You are my son after all. Um, and then Tita and that, this has been happening for a while. Like he wanted to tell his daddy hates him for a long time, but yeah. we we have seen him over the course of the game start to soften towards yeah. him, realize he wasn't who he thought he was, and um, yeah. be more proud to be his son. And that's where he says here now, you know, for the first time, I'm glad to have you as my father. So mm. he's he he feels both things at once. Yeah, he yeah. still has all the pain. Yeah, that doesn't go away. childhood and stuff. Yeah. But he's sort of realized that some of those preconceptions, I don't even call it preconception, he's maybe just misremembering yeah. or misinterpreting um, like his father's intentions. His father wanted to train him to be a star blitzball player, yeah. which honest, I mean, obviously it happened. And he wanted to show him the view from the top, like he was saying, he was just too hard on him, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, Anyway, so he's kind of feeling both things at once, which is kind of nice. Yeah, I um, like that. Then Jekt begins to urge Yuna to call the Aeons, because, like, Yu Yevon starts floating around. Yeah, you kind of see Yu Yevon as a spirit, like, go out of him, basically. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's like in this dark sphere, right? 
and it, it, it sort of like approaches there at the end and uh, sort of teleports them onto this giant sword where the final battle is going to yeah, happen. Yeah, yeah, that's sweet. Um, and it begins, to, so Yuna begins calling her Aeons, and Yu Yevon possesses them, and then you fight against that Aeon, and then the soul leaves yeah. that Aeon, you summon the next one, it possesses it, you fight him. Um, <clears throat> so that's like the first phase of the battle against Yu Yevon, and then in the second phase, it's like it's... A spider. A, a ten-leg spider. A, a spider bug tentacle octopus floating thing, I don't even know yeah. what... Uh, Something <laughs> that is neither good nor evil. I don't know. I guess so, yeah. It's I just guess a, that's a, a good blob. Like I'm not sure like how to describe what it actually yeah, is, yeah. you know. But Skulltola. <laughs> yeah, it kind of does look <laughs> it's like, like a Skulltola. black Skulltola. Um This is actually in between these fights is where Titus tells everybody that once they beat you, you have a, he's gonna yes. disappear. Yep, yep. And I really liked this scene. I actually really liked the way this was directed. Because like he says that, and Yuna had already been questioning that, and they just mm -hmm. look at each other for a long time, and yeah. they don't say anything. Nothing needs to be said here, but you're just imagining what Yuna wants to say. Mm -hmm. But like, what can she say? I know, I know. Because she insisted on sacrificing herself the whole time. Yes. And he yeah, yeah. fought her about that, well, and now yeah. he's about to do that. And if she were to try to fight him about it, she would be hypocritical. To say right. that there's another way. Which, let's be clear, there might have been another way. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I but, doubt it. Yeah, like she's, uh, I'm sure she wants to be like, no. Like, mm -hmm. no, no, the, you, you can't do that. But <laughs> the whole yeah. time she had insisted on doing on that doing herself, herself when everyone told her not to do it. Like, and then she who even, is she to now try to say, no, it's wrong for you to do this, yeah. right? And then she even says so, um, well, like when we're when she fights with Unaleska, it's like, I want to end pain forever, yeah. right? I want to like do away with this whole thing forever, not just temporarily. So she found a way to do it. Yeah. And this is it, you yeah. know? And she can't not do it at this point. So it's, it's the whole thing with Titus, but also like she can't not go through with it at this point. It's like, mm -hmm. oh, I just realized we need you, Yevon, to stay alive. So that he can keep summoning, and that's the whole reason everyone's in this mess. Right. Yeah. So it's like... But that's just fate being cruel. In him. order to end sin forever, he has to. He's got to die. He has to. Yeah, you didn't want to die, so now he's going to die. <laughs> so, you know, that reversal of roles, I just felt that that yeah. was really well captured. In oh, I think so. A, a, a glance that, like, lasted a really long time where she, like, she's probably thinking all the books. Like, and what who can knows, she may have really caught on earlier but didn't yeah. want to say anything, you know? Yeah. And it's all just kind of, yeah, right there. Yeah, it's crazy. He sort of faces up against you, Yevon. I know it's selfish, but this is my story. Um, <clears throat> once you kill you Yevon there. Yeah. Um, I love how it shows the, the villagers in B-Side. And there's the Blitz yeah. players who have identical clapping animations. They're all I doing know. exactly the and same. And then they'll do this. Yeah, Exactly yeah. the same timing. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> uh, yeah, I love it. And the, they're all like grouped together. Yeah, all the Crusaders, our Crusader buddies are there. So like the, the Chocobo Knights. Yeah, yeah. And um, uh, Luzu or Gata will be there. Yep. Uh, even um, Machen is there watching from Besaid. I'm, I'm not right. sure uh, how he got there. 
This is probably something we'll talk about next time. There have been some people mentioning it in the comments regarding. He, we did. Um, there was a part where he gives a little more history. Yes. At the bottom of Mount about Pegazette. the hymn of the faith. Yes, he talks you, about where it started. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of um, more lore you get from him because he kind of yeah. he kind of parks there at uh, Mount Gagazet, and you can go talk to him about a bunch of things. Yeah. We'll probably touch on that next time, but he, at this point he's at Bisaid. He just decided to go to Bisaid for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, or how he got there so fast. Um, uh, it then shows the faith statues as they start to like... I, I didn't really know how to describe this, so I kind of put in quotes stone? like stone cold. Yeah, they Because they already were statues. Yeah, But true. they just like, they were colorful and vibrant and definitely had yeah. a life inside of them and now they just kind of turn to dead stone, mm -hmm. cold, dead stone, right? Um, it just shows all of them, all of the, where we got all the aeons and all the temples and stuff. And then even the ones on the side of Mount Gagazet too, it shows all of them. Um, yep. You know, being- And that stream, that vertical stream yes. of water kind of yeah. falls back and down. And there was some interesting stuff there. Um, yeah. So Yuna's performing ascending and all of her aeons are disappearing. Oron, this is where it revealed to everybody else that Oron was on set the whole yes, time. Yes, yeah. Because yep. he had told Titus, and Titus had already worked that out. But, yep. Um, nobody else knew. Nobody else knew, and so she's doing it, and she's, oh, crap. Like, I'm sending Oron. And, and he's like, like yeah, keep going. It's, it's been long enough. This is your world now, right? I yeah. like that line a lot. Got a sword on his shoulder. Well, he says this is your world now in English. In the Japanese, he uses the word jidai, which means an era or an age. Oh, like your time. This is the, the, the fourth yeah. age. Because he said, he said, <laughs> Your time, our time down here, your time up there. What is the kid from um, Sean Astin? Oh. In um, our time the, down the here. Goonies. What was it? The Goonies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The Goonies. Down here, it's our time. It's our time down here. That's what he's saying. So yeah. It's like your time down here, our, my time's up there. Right? Yeah. Um, so she continues sending. He disappears. Uh, Aeons disappear. Sin disappears. Yeah. All the faith on Mount Gagaza turn. To that kind of dead stone, and the water then, pillar yeah, yeah. dissipates, and yeah, you yeah. see in the droplets, each individual droplet of had water had memories and had a, like a person's face in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And Titus was among them. So these are all the people of Dreams Anarchy. Dreams Anarchy. Yeah. So this pillar of water, all the little droplets were like memories. Again, there's something to spheres and water. In yeah, this world. Yeah. It being condu condu conducive to the energy of the fireflies. Yeah. Yeah. Along with them being able to carry memories somehow. Yeah, somehow. And so, yeah, like that pillar was basically like every little tiny droplet in that huge pillar of water was like all the individual people and the memories of Dreams Anarchy and it kind of just like, like crashes and dissipates and yeah. the dream comes to an end. So at the, around this point too, we see that Sin explodes. And I yeah. mentioned this earlier, but it's, it's fascinating. As soon as he blows up, you just see this like yellow, like this light just shoots out horizontally. And it sounds like a scream. It sounds like a million screams. What does Obi-Wan say? A million screams all at once and then silence, right? Yeah, right. And you, you hear, it's just this massive release of energy, just like And it sounded to me just like tons of screams. And I would say that those are, those are the, Souls the that souls that were housed sin within had sin captured. Yeah. I mean, he's got to be right because you saw them. anyway. They're I there. I don't know what's going on. They're there. Someone, please explain to me what's yes, happening please, please, with please. that, with the nucleus and everything. Okay. Um, now Titus begins to disappear. 
himself. Yeah, yeah. And they're back on their spaceship? Is that what they're, they're the back on the airship? <laughs> the airship. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. He says, Yuna, I have to go. I'm sorry I couldn't show you Xanarkand. You know, goodbye. Yep. She runs after him and tries to, like, grab him, but she falls through his body. And this is the yeah. big difference between Japanese and English. Yes, she says, huge. She says, I love you in English. And she says, thank you. Thank you. In Japanese. Japanese. And once again, I mention this a lot, but the Japanese version of the game is a lot less romantic. Mm. That at many of these big opportunities, like I mentioned earlier, after we leave Operation Mihen, and she says, I'm glad you're with me in English to TS. Yes. I'm glad you're with me. In the Japanese, she's saying, I'm glad all of you, all are, of you are with me. Yeah. We're all together, all ten of us or whatever. It's like, okay, not what Tita's wanted to hear. But in the English, they were like, it's, it's more just about the two of them, you know? Mm. Um, yeah, and then in this one, the Japanese, she just says, thank you. And in English, it says, I love you. And I actually prefer the English translation in a lot of these instances because it helps their uh, connection, Yuna and Titus. Yeah. Uh, it kind of helps it along a little bit better than the Japanese does. Yeah. Is there like another context to, to saying the arigato. thank you that where it would be more? It, that's possible, um, but not what she said is is the general arigato gozaimasu. Or I don't think she says gozaimasu. I think she just says arigato. Arigato. Just arigato. But... There, there. It's it's such a, a general word that it well, wouldn't have any like I love you connotations in public. You, you know, say it. To we've everybody. talked about uh, Japan being kind of against oh, like, displays of affection in yes. public, right? Yes, that is. Very, Do people yeah. say I love you to their no. loved ones in public? No, 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 never, never. There are people because their friends are around. Okay, I don't want to say never. In public, I would probably say never. <laughs> in private, almost never. Mm. It, it is entirely possible, I would say even probable, that um, most of the women in Japan have never heard their husbands say I love you to them ever in their entire life. Really? Yeah, yeah, that's common. People, it, it's not a thing you say. You don't tell people that wow. in Japan. You, it, I don't know why, and I, my <laughs> understanding is that things are slowly changing and the new generation says I love you more. Like, okay. Yeah. But it's an awkward it's an awkward thing to say in Japan. Hmm. And also, at least in part, you know the, how they say san, right? Like, if a guy and a girl get married and their last name is Ryu, right? Well, it's Ryu-san. The girl is Ryu-san, and the boy is Ryu-san. There is no distinction. They're, yeah. they're, they're, they're essentially the same person, right? And when you talk about your family, and when you say, I love you to your family, you're almost saying, I love you to yourself. Hmm. And that's how they view it. That's kind of how the, the language seems to work in that context and within that culture. And so it is, uh, I probably shouldn't say that it's probable that not that most women in Japan who are married have never heard their husband say I love you. I think that, but I could be wrong about that. I will say it, it is very, very, very common for a woman to go her whole life and never hear I love you from her husband. Um, and way more common than in our culture. Sure. So yeah. it is—it's not something you say in public really ever, and it's—it's it's something you really don't even say in private. Hmm. And that's different. The culture I mean, is different. That would explain now, why she would. Well, and because we're talking about aisuru, right? So aisuru means I love you. As far as daisuki, which means I like you, that's more common. Yeah. You would—you would hear daisuki. It's a softer like skida, skida, skida. You would hear skida if. It was uh, in a public. You will hear people say skida, 
probably not to their significant others very much, but they will say it to, about things like you like ice cream, you say ski for you liking a thing, you know. Mm. But aisuru, aisuru, like aisteru, <coughs> that's the one, that's the intimate love word. Mm. And that's the word that you will not hear very often. So, for instance, when Yuna tells Riku, she says、um, in the English, she says thank you. But in the Japanese, she says, I really like you. She says, Daisuke desu.、Mm. Daisuke da. That's.、Um, That can be translated sometimes as I love you. And that would be a more acceptable thing to say. So in the Japanese, they could have had her say daisuki des, and in which case, or daisuki da, and in which case,、um, it would have made a little bit more sense contextually. But she still says thank you in, in a very general sense. It's friendship wise. She says arigato. She doesn't put a gozaimasu or anything formal behind it. But so it's an informal way of saying thank you, but still. It's just a very general word to use.、Mm. Uh, she could have said daisuke desu, and then they would have very, they could have taken easily taken the liberty to turn that to love in English, and it would have been fine. Nobody would have cared.、Um, but turning thank you into love, is,、uh, that was、um, a bit of a big move. And was there any pushback on that? Have you heard about that? that I just remember reading said, people, these are people in English kind of debating、yeah. the reasons for it, but I don't know. I don't really know. Because there were some translations, I think, that they had to kind of fight for in the English, but I can't remember if that was one of them. And that,、oh, that happens for every game. Maybe. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember if they had to fight for that one.、Um, but it's a good one. It fits. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm just thinking about it, the, the ways that they could have done that differently. But yeah.、Um, yeah, it's very different. Yeah, I like I, I Love You there much better.、Um, mm. Me too. He then approaches from behind to kind of like hold her. Of course, he's not like really physical anymore. But, yeah, yeah. And then he starts kind of fading away. He walks through her <coughs> and sort of goes and jumps off the ship. That was a great moment. Into、too. a、when、sea he, of fireflies. When he like ghostly hugs her from behind. That,、yeah. was, that was fantastic.、Uh, this whole scene, I think, is very good. Yeah. It's very good. And they really the take their time.、Amazing. Yeah, the music is phenomenal. And they take their time. They're not in a rush for anything. You know, they, the camera's really kind of sitting and holding on characters' faces for a long time.、Yeah. And it's really good. Yeah, he jumps off into a, just a sea of fireflies that slowly begin to manifest like Jekt、well, and the other people. Well, if you think about it, it's like if fireflies are doing what the Albed say they do, right?、Mm. Where they just take. Your memories and manifest people. As projections, yeah. And he's just falling through a sea of fireflies, like, yeah, like the people he knew would sort of、okay, be popping、so、up as he's passing. What through, you're saying like, is that he's thinking about all the people that he knew. Yeah, it's、met. like his death, and so he sees his dad、yeah. again at the end. It's、yeah. the last person he thinks about and high fives him. In some way, you could say that、mm. his life is flashing before his eyes、kind、as, of, as、yeah. it's ending. He's going back through all of his friends and、mm. everyone who's died. Yeah, yeah. Or he's going to、yeah. the far plane, which is an interesting thing because it's like. He was initially the dream of the faith, not a person like everyone else in the world of spirit is. Yeah. But he was made real as a summon. But, like, where, where did the. When, when she sends the summons, right? So she's doing a sending,、yeah. and the aeons are disappearing. Yeah. Are the aeons going back into nothingness because there's no one dreaming、summons. of them? Or is she sending them to the far plane? Because fireflies are coming out of them when they. So, th- th- this、You're, is, this is where good, it, it starts、question. to really bring up a, a big question here、yeah. about the, the fate of Titus's soul. Like, yes. Does he go to the far plane 
because he became a real boy with, yeah. with the po Pinocchio. I, I'm, I'm just thinking about Pinocchio. The right Pinocchio now. comparisons, yeah. right? It was called Pleasure Island, by the way. Oh, we, the original, we couldn't think of the name. Yeah, oh, Pleasure um, Island. Xanarkand was essentially Pleasure Island. Just yeah. The big, you know. Right. So, did he become a real boy and then therefore his soul gets sent to the far plane, or uh, are the fire, are the fireflies just manifesting people he's thinking about as he's yeah. sort of like fading into nothing because no well, one's dreaming of him anymore? So, uh, a question I have in general is that when, as the faith are dreaming up Xanarkand and are thinking of people and places, they're thinking of people and places that, that were real, that yes. they knew, right? Right. Presumably, somebody named Jectantidus lived a thousand years ago, right? Yes and no. Is that not? Yes okay. and no. There, I think there is, well, this is kind of 10-2 stuff, but there was <laughs> okay. a, a star blitzball player of the likeness of Titus in the real Xanarkand. Okay. He has a different name, mm. but I feel like it's almost like the faith used that real person as a template or as like inspiration to for the character Titus okay. uh, that we know. Because this this character appears in Final Fantasy X-2, the, okay. the, I'll just call him the evil Titus. <laughs> <laughs> Dark Titus. <laughs> Dark Titus. That's Tetis. great. Um, <laughs> Anyway, uh, huh. what was your question? So my question is, was he a real person back a thousand years oh, ago? In right. which case, this dream where it's like he died, yeah, but he was real, so he can go to Was the there a real Titus who died to in, in Xanarkand a thousand years ago when, yes. when it was destroyed and by Pavel? And that they're dreaming, they're keeping him here. Yeah, so it's but like, now this is the dream version of a, yeah. Of a real person. Okay, so I don't yeah. think so. You don't I think don't so. think that there so was a real Titus. So he was a created... Tetis. He was completely created. This is like an all... Uh, 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 what do you call it? Like he's similar to the real guy yeah. in appearance and in occupation. But he's not. But okay. his personality is not the same. Mm. And this, there are some That's people. That's a big who, question for me. Then there, there's been a couple people who sort of like been skeptical about our, our theory, or more your theory, on mm. uh, the the faith sort of like manipulating. Some of their the, the Jack and Titus in order to become the heroes that would save them from their well, dream kind of thing. Uh, um, hmm. th that that might be going too far. There's some people saying that. My point hmm. is, I feel like the fact that Titus is not the same as I think his name is like Sh Shio or something like that. Shio uh, means salt. Shuyin. Shuyin is his name. So hold on, let me pull this up. So here's the thing, if the Faith were not manipulating Titus and Jack into having this relationship, but they can create them from scratch, that's basically the same thing. I don't really I would think so, care right. that one way, whether yeah. it's like, oh, they didn't manipulate him, they just literally created them from nothing and they aren't even um, mirrors of people who used to exist. They're completely new creations of uh, artificial people entirely from the imagination of the Faith. That's the same thing in my mind, so I don't mind that. Machen implies Shuyin's resemblance to Titus is more than coincidental, but what he means by this is not made explicit. It is possible that the Faith summoning Dreams Anarchan dreamed Titus in an attempt to recreate what they remembered of Shuyin as they were charged with remembering and preserving every aspect. So that's more or less what I was saying. But we're, we're going a step beyond that in saying that they purposefully changed the Shuyin character yeah. into this character to become the hero of that would save them from their endless dream kind of right. thing, right? Um, 
Well, that's true or not, you know. It's e- well, either way, they they dreamt him up. Either way, I yes. mean. So, so the people, I, I'm just trying to think about this. So I get it. So all these people were just fake, dreamt up people. That were probably based on. I mean, they were based on people who existed, but they're all yes. Just but you can't remember it perfectly. Creations from the imagination. Right? You yeah, can't yeah. have a perfect. You can't recre- actually. Like yeah. if I were to try yeah. to, uh, if I were turned into a faith, and right. my job was to remember. Like all the the pe- all my friends growing all the up, thousands of people you knew. Yeah. Well, at least like, the like at least your the school close people or something, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. Say yeah, say that. Yeah, yeah. My job is to remember um, the kids in my class in in freaking like tenth uh, grade. A bunch of NPCs and then like three. people. It would be like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I know. I mean, I'd have some details. I'd have some like yeah. ideas, but I, I certainly would not make a perfect recreation of any of those people because I didn't know them. Even the people I know really, really well that I'm like super close to. Oh yeah, I yeah. don't see them every day. I don't. You don't know like, their I'm, actual backstory, right? I don't know yeah, everything yeah. that's going on with them, so I'm, it's yes. going to be an imperfect recreation. Okay, that's okay. more or less what Titus is to Shuyin. No, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so it's that, almost like what was the public image of Shuyin is probably closer to what Titus is okay. versus who chuyan really was so what what was bahamut doing there if not shepherding titus in a certain direction that's clearly what bahamut was doing bahamut was influencing titus into a specific direction seems that way to me okay but if i'm, I'm open to if that's not the case but that well, certainly so seemed much, to be it's the not case, so much that people were refuting the whole idea as much as saying it might just be like a, a little bit too far to Am say I taking titus's agency away in the whole say not so much that bit? as much as like did the faith do it completely on purpose was it like completely planned out or was it just kind of like something that happened hmm. anyway gotcha gotcha uh, that does remind me of another... We'll probably um, address it next week when we're going through comments. Sure. Uh, that reminds me of another comment that we did get on this last episode, though, where somebody had mentioned that um, this whole game is very linear up until the point where Titus tells his story, right? Yeah. And, and that kind of gives you the idea that there is no freedom. Everything is a set structure. You, you follow the path, and that's what you do. And everything that happens is just Titus telling his story. Right, it's just a linear account of what happened. Now, I'm not saying the whole game's completely linear, I'm just saying that that's the narrative, that's what happens here. Once Titus is done telling his story, and he looks forward to going into Xanarkand, then all of a sudden, like the world starts to open up, the possibilities of the world begin to open up. It, the game is still pretty linear, but um, you go through in and you kill Lady Unaleska, and now it's like, now what do we do? And it, it's, it's fascinating because the way the story is told, up until that point where Titus is retelling the story is like, we don't, there are no options, right? This is what you do up until this point, at least in, within the game, right? And then all of a sudden when you, Yevon, is no longer, like the, the, the religion of Yevon is no longer guiding everything and you can kind of make your own choice at this point. What do we do? Do we actually make sin again using the final Aeon or whatnot? Um, that that's the point where Titus is like, well, I don't know what's going to happen, and nobody knows, and it's the potential is open. They actually have free will now. You know, they aren't. They don't have to just do what they're told to do. And then at that point, the the possibilities really open up within the game in terms of, well, within the story, in terms of how do we kill sin now? Like mm-hmm. we can do anything, and we we don't have to do the one thing we were told. So, anyways, that was a fascinating comment because it really does fit in with the game and with like the theme of the game as well. And it's a gameplay way of kind of helping uh, tell the story in a unique way. I thought that was very, yeah, very good. 
So, oh, at the very end here. But Titus becomes a real boy. Pinocchio becomes a real boy because the fairy said, Oh, yeah. You did a good job, so now you're a real boy. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So, in this game, Titus becomes a real boy. Because <laughs> the pirate. Presumably for the exact the same reason. Or because yeah. there, he, if he was not a real person who died a thousand years ago, like the, uh, the spirit of a real person, uh, and he was a complete fabrication of the, the people dreaming, mm-hmm. he, sh- he should not yeah. become have, a real boy ever. Been. Yeah, right. And so, unless a divine intervention happened, which seems, I would guess that that's what happened to you. It seems like that to me. Yeah. Well, particularly the after credits yes, part. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. But, yeah. anyway, let's talk about that in a second. Um, so, we get to a scene where Yuna is whistling the way that Titus. Ah, yeah, she's her. out on the dock, just whistling. On the pier, and Luca, yeah. right? Uh, Lulu comes and gets her, and they go into the Blitzball Stadium to address a large crowd. Yep. Uh, she talks about how everybody has lost something precious, and Spira is finally ours again, and Sin is dead for good. We can rebuild, we have a lot of time on our hands. It's not going to be easy, but we have, you know, tons of time. And then she says, this is important. The people and the friends that we have lost or the dreams that have faded, never forget them. So she's obviously talking about the people you've lost and the dreams, the person she lost, the dreams yes. that have faded, never forget them. And and that again kind of calls back to me uh, the Albed theory of what happens in the far plane, right? Oh, sure. As long as you remember, as long as you don't yeah. forget somebody, yeah. They're kind of still there, right? You can still go talk to them in the far plane. <clears throat> oh, right. we had brought up the far plane earlier and um, whether or not Dreams Anakin people should show up there, but his mother did. Titus' mother showed up when he thought about her in the far plane. You're right. Yeah. That means she's a real Unless a it's real the girl? bed theory where they just, just the, the fireflies just manifest But then manifest why does it matter if they're literally dead or not in the actual world? If it's just a projection of you, if you think they're dead, then then what's up? Right. That's what the gives? one part of the Albed theory that doesn't make sense. <laughs> okay. Why can't alive people show up yeah. when you think of them? <coughs> Especially if you think they're dead. There's so much about the game that's ambiguous for yeah. this exact purpose. Which so I'm that, okay with. So that people will create 15 episode podcasts and talk yeah, about yeah, it yeah. and comment and then more people will buy Final Fantasy X. <laughs> I actually talk, I wrote, I made a video called Ambiguous Endings on, on this channel yeah. and I actually referenced Final Fantasy X in particular yeah. and talking about how the ambiguity of the ending is actually part of the story. It's part of the theme and, and it's, yes. it, it draws you in in a, in a way that makes things new and that keeps the potential, the possibilities open. And so I don't mind it, but when we're trying to analyze it, it is kind of like, yeah. Don't know what's going on there. Which brings up the final after credits scene. Yes. Um, Titus wakes up in the ocean and he swims to the surface. No, no, you missed a part. He's in fetal position. Oh, that's true. So yes. he wakes up He's curled kind of in a ball curled up like that. in fetal position. Remember what I've talked about before. He is mm. he is being born. This is a birth. When you're in fetal, the word fetal means fetus, right? Yeah. Your fetal position in water. You're, you're, this is a birth, right? He's being born into the world, right? Yeah. Then he swims up. And, yes. Yeah. It kind of fades, almost fades to white. Yep, which is also a birth thing. It fades to white yeah. because you're in a dark place and then it becomes light when you're born. So what is your interpretation of that? <clears throat> what I wrote, is he a, a, a real boy? Did his <laughs> self-sacrificing, saving his father from the belly of a whale result in him becoming a real boy? 
Yeah. That's what I wrote. Just a question, because I don't really know what this is, this is saying, and I have not played 10-2. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I think that through the gods that actually do exist, which is why this game isn't completely anti-religion, <laughs> uh, yeah. one of the big themes can't possibly be that, because clearly there is, there are, there is supernatural and um, like deity type um, powers within the world, right? But something made what should should have been a complete fabrication into a real boy. Yes, that's what I take from this, and it's so, like so. Your interpretation: the is gods Titus smiled upon him. <coughs> lives in the end. I believe. In I believe. Oh well, see that I don't know about that. Okay. He's alive somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> he is alive somewhere. I I took it to mean he's alive in Spira somewhere. Okay. Not, I'm not knowing anything about anything. Uh, that's what it seemed to be saying to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what, what's so interesting about this to me is they, they could have so easily just had a scene where she was already standing on a pier in Luca, like know, looking yeah. out. Just have they him be could secretly have, watching her. They from could the have just had a scene where he comes back to life and they're reunited and you have a happy ending where they're together. Uh, again. Were they planning on ten two? Why I don't I don't think so. You don't? I don't. Okay. But and it doesn't seem like it, but what what this uh, what this reminds me of a little bit is like how ambiguous, for instance, the ending of Final Fantasy VII is. It's like, mm -hmm. did humanity survive Meteor or not kind yeah. of thing. And it's, and, you know, it's like 500 years later you see uh, uh, Nanaki, Red 13, with like his two little cub dudes. Yeah, up They the run mountain. up and they yeah. just see Midgar overgrown. Mm -hmm. And you hear some children laughing and it, it ends and you don't know if the party survived or right. if people lived or not. Because there's this whole big question throughout the end of that game with Bugenhagen about whether the planet thinks humans are good for it anymore. Mm -hmm. There's this whole question about that at the end. It's on purpose. Like you're supposed to like, it could be that humanity survived because you hear those children laughing. It yeah. could be that they're dead. They could have so easily told us that Titus, that what we're seeing is Titus coming back to life by just showing him reuniting with Yuna again and having your happy ending. But they purposefully did not show that. Why? <laughs> what do they want us to debate or to uh, you know, discuss in terms of what this could be interpreted well, to not, to, if it's not that? Right? When we saw the far plane at Makalania, no, well, Guadalajara. When we saw the far plane there, it was this waterfalls and water and flowers and this beautiful kind of scene. It's possible he woke up there and he's in the far plane, but that would mean that he was a real boy either way. Yes. Because he should just not exist at all if he was merely a dream. Yeah. I think maybe I'm wrong about that. I I seem to view it kind of the same way as you. It, it's it it feels like a Pinocchio-ish sort of thing yeah. where it's like the the pyre flies, you know, because of his sacrifice they give him, you know, a real body. Right. Now you can, but I don't know. There, I, 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 I just think it's, I, I'm not saying anything other than it's just interesting to me that they left that whole thing ambiguous and they did not show the reuniting of Yuna and Titus. Are you upset about that? No, I just, <laughs> just, I just think it's interesting. It's I an know, interesting me too. choice. Me and too. and I'm, I'm, 
it's like curious the end of, the as end to of, why they yeah. wanted to leave that ambiguous instead of having the big happy ending at the end. So at the end of the movie Inception, where you don't know if the dreidel yes. fell or not, what do you think about that? Well, yeah, <laughs> it's similar kind of. I thing. think it falls because it's definitely toppling. It seems to be. But the a purpose of cutting it there is to make you go, wait a minute. And then you go back and revisit it, and you try to like yeah. put together. And then if you he do a is podcast. Asleep, <laughs> if he is asleep, then it's because here he didn't get a chance. I know exactly the point. Yeah. It's the point where they're recruiting uh, uh, in the bathroom. Where he's he, in the bathroom, he, he was spins, a, and, and he it, couldn't it, do it. He yeah. didn't have a chance to check. Yeah, yeah. So if he, anyways, this is not a deception. <laughs> I know podcast. what you're talking about. <laughs> My point is, it's almost as if it's being yeah. used as a tool to just get people talking about it more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and discussing their theories. In my on opinion, it. that is the correct play. That that is the correct thing to do with an after credit scene. Right? Yeah, right. I, I'm not a fan of after credit scenes. They yeah. they they either retcon or they they do the things that sequels do. It's like your your story is a story. Tell it here. If you're going to add something after credits to be like, actually, the thing you thought happened didn't happen. Just put that in your story. Like, don't don't throw this big question mark. That's what it is. It's a question mark. Yeah. So the whole if you think of the whole game as a sentence. Then the after credit scene <laughs> is a question mark, and it's like, well, wait, wait a second. Yeah, like, can right. you imagine ending a book? Like, you you finish the book, yeah. and at the end of the book is a question mark, and you're like, you just ended the book with a question mark? <laughs> like, what did I just read? What is this? What yeah. did I just experience? You know? Yeah. And, but one of the things that that the, then that leads you to question in your mind was was any of this real for me? You know? Mm. Because it's like I was told this story, and then it just got a big question mark put at the end of it. You know, did was the story real? What did it mean to me? Is is what it meant to me real or not? I don't know. I could see something like that, but yeah, I'm not a huge fan. Um, although their the goodbye between Titus and Yuna was very good, and if they had a reunification, I don't know um, if it would undermine that yeah. scene. I kind of like the ambiguity of Final Fantasy X, really. Yes. Despite not knowing what happened with Titus, I he must have been a real boy somehow. S- in some sense. A fairy showed up and... Yeah, whether this is an afterlife he's waking up in... Either way. Or whether this is yeah. him coming back to spirit, being granted uh, you know, the, the chance to live out the rest of his yeah. life in spirit. You know, there, um, <clears throat> the kid who is Bahamut, he does say something interesting where he talks about when, when we first learned that we were a dream, we're freaking out, right? And Titus is like, what's up with this? This is crazy. But Bahamut says something along the lines of, yeah, but things are different for you now. Mm. Since you are in here in Spira, somehow your situation has changed a little bit. And he hints at something like this. Like you've done things that merit some type of true birth within the world that um, came out of the dream, you know? Mm. But that's just a hint there. So that could be saying something a little deeper. There's a lot to think about as we go into final episode next week. Yes, there is. Give me a lot of comments There's to read. There's a lot for everyone watching this to, to uh, tell us about. A lot of comments to read, a lot of yeah. um, outside material, Ultimania kind of stuff to look at, and revisiting scenes that yeah. we want to revisit and looking at them again now that we know the end kind of a thing. Yeah. Right? So I think... This this episode of the podcast actually created a lot more questions than answers for me. I <laughs> but um, <laughs> I think that's actually kind of a good thing now that I think about it, because like this will give us the chance to really bring in the book clubby aspect of it yeah. into the final episode. 
where it's like uh, um, the combined sort of like knowledge of like all the people watching comes together and yes. hopefully we can navigate through that and kind of find our favorite, you know, sort of explanations for things um, and sort of make sense of the details that maybe aren't like the most important. Like we, we know the, the main things, right? It's just yeah. like there are certain parts of it that for me, just like I, I would just yeah. get these tied up a little bit so that and, I can and, figure and it out. And if they aren't neatly tied up, then then so be it. Then that's fine. It's you know, not the worst. It is what it is. And I, I like the art. You know, I think Still one of the best games I've ever played. They're very good. Uh, it seemed to me, this will just be the last thing we do as we leave off. It seemed to me as we were playing it this time that this is your favorite Final Fantasy game? Would that be correct or <coughs> is it still... Of the Final Fantasies? Because it seemed like you really in got into this one more I did than I expected. A lot. <laughs> a lot. I absolutely love this game. It definitely made the, the, the what did you say, maybe the top 10 list of, you know, my favorite games ever. Oh, really. sure. It's yeah. super good. I love it. Um, Final Fantasy 10, or sorry, Final Fantasy 7. Final Fantasy 10 has an upward ba uphill battle against 7 because I played Final Fantasy 10 when I was 35. How old am I? And, uh, I played Final Fantasy VII when I was 14, so <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know. Actually, no, I played 10 a few years back, so maybe when I was like 30. Um, so I have to play 7 again to determine whether or not 10. That's not happening <laughs> soon. That's not happening soon. Darn it. <laughs> but it will happen but eventually. At actually. the moment, 10 is packed with things that I didn't know were in any of the Final Fantasy games, and now I'm starting to wonder if they're in all of the Final Fantasy games, you know? Yeah. If they're all this well thought out in the art, you know, in the presentation, is that well that well thought through. If we, I love if, it though, this game's super good. Nomura's um, quote is anything go by, it seems like his designs in previous games were just meant to look cool. He did, he did mention that. So there might not be as much meaning yeah. packed into. But certainly the stories will have the meaning, um, wh whether or not the art actually means anything or not. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, we'll see. Um, we will certainly be doing more Final Fantasy games on the podcast. Um, yeah. Not next. Next is going to be Metal Gear Solid. Yes, Metal Gear Solid won the polls. Yeah. I mean, I left the poll open, but it's not nah. going to lose. It's, it's so far ahead, it's not we'll going to lose. It's impossible. Yeah. The next closest one had less than half as many votes. Oh, my gosh. Wow. And um, let's see. I think that was uh, Silent Hill 2. But hmm. that's a game we definitely have to cover at some point. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. we got to sign off now. All right. Thanks, everybody, for watching. We're, we're really looking forward to your comments this week because there's a lot of things unclear about. Um, if anyone has any references, uh, send them. So when you, when you type a comment correcting us on something and you can provide a reference, <laughs> please do so that I can click yeah, yeah. it and, like, read whether it's a wiki article or whether oh, it's nice. Ultimania nice. translation or... Yeah. Uh, a Dan's Go 08 video that mm. leads to a translation. Just provide as many references as you can because I want to collect them um, to really like put into my notes for this week so that like when we talk next time it's like okay I'm not just gonna say what random user whatever theory is what it is. Yeah. It's like you know we have some actual like something to draw from like to validate that perspective. So do that right. if you can. Uh, if not, if you're just going to share, and feel free to just share your theory on something, but um, uh, if you're going to say, like, no, this is the way it is, this is the canon answer, 
please provide a reference. Sources. Please provide a Source. reference so that I can read it. I, yeah. That's my point, is I want to read reference material this week. This is my job for next week. Okay. Right. Goodbye, we're done.